WHO. Here's D.J. Brown. He's knocked down by Nick Neiman. The defense coming up big Man. for the Hawks all day long. Nick Neiman with a huge pop right there. Uh, welcome back to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. We are taking your phone calls all the way up until 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, don't worry about the weather, all right? If you've seen one thunderstorm, you've seen them all. So we're going to stay on the air till 10 o'clock tonight talking Hawkeyes and talking the win. And we have to start off the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. 2018 edition with the one and only Tom in North Liberty. Tom, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, fellas. Good to be back on the radio with you. How are you tonight? Couldn't be better, my friend. Hey, so a couple things and I'll let you go. Uh, that first half today, ugly. Second half, much better. Obviously, there's some things that uh, need to get cleaned up before we play uh, DMAC North and the Ronald McDonald suits next week. Uh, and I trust that uh, Kirk and company will have us ready to go. And I look forward to uh, making fun of our little brothers and uh, Matt Campbell after that game. Talk to you next week. See you, Tom. That's hard-hitting analysis. First half bad, second half good. But isn't that really what it comes down to? I mean, yeah, it, I, I mean it's it, what it was. If you want I'm to not- put it in simple layman's terms, that's about as good a breakdown as you're ever going to get. You know, I was expecting a little more. Uh, first quarter, you had drops, you had missed blocks, you had a block punt. Yeah, you had penalties. Yeah, killer penalties, killer drops. Second quarter, you had missed tackles. You had uh, AJ Epinesa started to to kind of step up and, and show up. The uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson looked great in that second quarter, but so I would say the first half, yeah, bad. But there were reasons it was bad, and and Travis all. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this at some point this week because I know I shouldn't do the ifs and buts thing. But, dude, this game was not it, – it could have even been worse than 33-7. to Noah Fant doesn't drop that ball on that first drive. That might lead to a touchdown. You might. Have, it, yeah, right. Again, I'm playing the ifs and buts yeah, game. But I was going to say, 30, ifs and buts of candy and nuts every day would be Christmas. I just look at that 33-7 to and go, man, and that was with a 3 to nothing first half. You you capitalize on a few of those first half mistakes. You you cut down on the penalties. You don't drop four of the first five balls that Nate Stanley uh, leash, unleashes. This game would have got out of hand early. So very good performance. Northern Illinois penalized seven times for sixty five yards. Iowa penalized eight times for sixty six yards. Hey Dolph, why is that? Well, it is opening day for the officiating crew. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's opening day for us. Good to have you along on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio ten forty WHO two eight four ten forty two eight ten forty, or you can tweet at us at Sound Off WHO. Let's go to Des Moines. That's where Anthony is. Anthony, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, how about them Hawkeyes today, huh? What's up, Anthony? How you doing, Ross? Doing good, buddy. What do you got for us tonight? Well, the thing is, uh, guys, what is what is, emotional win for this weekend? It's not only for the announcement for Larry Cutler, but this is also a special win for this Iowa student named Molly Tibbetts and her family. I, I want to dedicate for this win for the Tibbetts family as well, too. Um, we also think, guys, um, what does the offensive line need to do in order to better themselves as we prepare for Iowa State next Saturday? And uh, I'll just hang up and listen and uh, 
Go Hawks. We'll start. You bet, Anthony. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll talk to you probably on Monday when we do our Cyhawk reaction with Chuck Long and Sage Rosenfels. So you're saying Anthony's a regular caller. Anthony usually gives us a call, man. He's got something for Chuck. He just ignores Sage. It's amazing. It's so Just totally blows him off. Sage who? It's awesome. Well, we've already heard the Ronald McDonald (laughs) reference. So we're not going to talk about the Cyclones, who, by the way, are up on South Dakota State right now. Anthony, you're right. I'll start at the beginning of that, buddy. Uh, The Kotler and Tibbetts thing, both of those are emotional parts of today. What's the offensive line got to do to get better? Well, just wait. Because Alaric Jackson and Tristan Wirfs, who are suspended today, your starting tackles are coming back. And quite frankly, I didn't think, outside of a few exceptions, few missed assignments, missed blocks, that offensive line actually played pretty well today. Opening up big holes in that second half. They were leaning on those guys. And I think part of that, Travis, was breaking down over time, that cumulative effect we've talked about before, wearing out that Northern Illinois defensive front. And that's what... Allowed Torn Young. To kind How of about Keegan Render too? You know, making yeah. the start at center, and, and you've got two guys in your outside that you thought were going to be there. I, I mean, that's a tough position. You see me right now wearing the Remington Trophy uh, pullover. I mean, I, I've come to appreciate the center position. It's the most valuable position and, uh, on that on that front line. And I thought Keegan Render did a, a wonderful job. But you get uh, Tristan Wirfs and, and Alaric Jackson back next week, and I think that's a game changer. Now, will they? Will there be any rust? Maybe, maybe not. But you got the rest of those guys who have a game yeah. under their belt, and I think that speaks volumes. But I think, I think that offensive line, which got better as the game went along, and as you mentioned, wore down that Northern Illinois defense, is even stronger and better next week. All right, just so you know, Anthony, for your uh, for your record book at home here, Dalton Ferguson, Ross Reynolds, Keegan Render, Cole Banwart, Levi Paulson, all five Iowa natives. It's the first time Iowa has started five Iowans at offensive line. Wow. Not that far back. 2016 was the last time they did this, Travis. <laughs> Let's go to CJ and Ames. CJ, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, guys. It's great to hear you on the air again this year. Uh, great to have Hawkeye football back. I do have a question for you, and you also excuse me if it was mentioned on the Pope team show. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But, uh, you know, we've been hearing all this hype about uh, Amani Jones and. Uh, this year was was he basically non-existent the first three quarters of this game. I I didn't see him on the field at all until the second stringers were playing mop-up duty. Is that just me, or did you guys see him earlier? Yeah, you did miss him, CJ, early in the game. He actually did start and was pulled pretty early on in the game. In fact, I think it was maybe after the second defensive series they pulled him, and you didn't see him again that entire first half. They did mention it. Uh, were you were you at the game, CJ? Were you listening to it on the radio? No, I, I was I was watching it, okay. um, and I know Chuck Long at one point mentioned towards the end of the game that you know he expected to have Amani Jones make a big impact. But I, I just it just kind of was one of those things that slipped my mind. We've been seeing so much hype about him all summer long, and I know the university did a special on him. Um, you know, I had him mic'd up for uh, a film special they did, and. Um, I was just surprised not to see him. I know, you know, I kind of look at last year. I remember with uh, the wide receivers last year, and how there was all this hype around Devontae Young and Adrian Falconer, and I think Young started the first game, and we never saw either guy again. So, yeah. Uh, uh, just so you know, and Imani Jones did end the game with six total tackles. He was second on the team behind Kristen Welch, who had an incredible 11. Imani Hooker had five. Jake Gervas had five. So they made an impact. Yeah, I, I think most of those were, were towards the last drive. But, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It just seemed like a if he was pulled early, that's, that's through a short string for a guy that had a lot of praise he's done him. Yeah, and I don't know, CJ, if that just has to do with the fact that you have a bunch of guys there that were kind of close throughout most of camp, and uh, a, a dude misses a couple of assignments, and you go back and watch those first couple of, uh, uh, of defensive uh, um, trips, 
there are some holes in that defense. And I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and look at the tape. But I'm not sure if that breaks down to that middle linebacker position, if that's why they were making moves there, um, why that why that shook out that way. That kind of leads to the other thing. I, I won't take more than a minute of your guys' time here, but um, that may have been why I missed them. So we have direct TV. I, I, live in, uh, I live in Ames, but I was at a friend's house in Marshalltown, and, and we were trying to watch the game on direct TV, and, and they were showing Penn State and Appalachian, Appalachian State. So I ended up having to, to get a friend's uh, login to, to watch the game. Do you guys know why direct TV was not carrying the Iowa game regionally? Well, we watched it on Mediacom. That might be the better choice for you, but I have no... It's funny that I have friends on my Facebook that were c- complaining about the exact same thing, because uh, they live on the western half of the state of Iowa in the Council Bluffs area, and they're like, what's going on? We want to watch the Iowa game, and all three Big Ten channels had had Penn State. I mean, uh, Hawkeye fans that got, got stuck with that were, were furious, and rightfully so, because when you throw down the money, you want to watch the game you want to watch. Well, that's, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. But anyways, hey, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for catching my call. Thanks, CJ. Appreciate it. Amani Jones, one of four first-time starters on defense. Nick Neiman, Kristen Welch, Sam Brinks, the other three. There were nine total. Travis, five brand-new starters on offense. Let, and let me throw a theory out there about why you may pull a guy, right? Because we, we are all I'm, – I, I'm into the predictive index right now. So if I were to hire you, I would have you take a PI, right? And I would like to know what your mental makeup is. Because each and every one of us – like I have – uh, an impression of you, Ross, but I, it's only the impression of my interaction with you. If I were able to look at this predictive index, I would be able to know a little bit more about your personality on A, how to, how you're going to react to a certain situation, how you're going to react to maybe success, failure. Fetal, uh, fetal position for all of them. <laughs> for all yeah, of them. Yeah. But what I'm saying like this is you want to set a guy up for success. And let's say you don't, you may have a couple missed assignments. How is he going to react mentally with that? So do you, do you pull him and say, Hey, let's, let's let him ease into it. And, and Parker has, he kind of brought this up about working out some of the kinks early on in the game. First game of the year. Uh, there's a little bit of anxiety, uncertainty. You're, you're just not used to things, not in the flow of it. So, you know, it took, you know, all of us out there a little time to, you know, maybe get our feet wet, get in the flow of the game, but. As the game went on, I think we made a lot of progress as a defense as a whole. So that's what I'm saying is, is he might have been, he might be that type of personality who say you know sit him down, calm him down because that first game, no, especially if you're making your very first start, can just overwhelm you mentally with jitters, with with nerves, and if you've missed a couple assignments, then you're like, do you beat yourself up internally? You're better off saying you know what, just sit back, watch the game, get a feel for that for that. Type of speed mm. and what takes place, then we'll we'll get you back. Travis, in there. you might be onto something there. And if it was that, if that was the case, it would seem like whatever Coach Ferentz did to get in his head might have worked. Yeah, he comes back in the game and he does make an impact. Because re- remember, this game is very mental, and that's why I'm really into the makeup of what makes people tick. And and, and I think there's so much to that that you can learn from from you know whether it's the you know, it, we've all taken personality tests, but I, I'm into the PI right now, and that and that's just one of those things where. I, I want to know what makes you tick and how to communicate with you and, and, and set you up for success, not failure. Like the way Imani Jones responded to uh, being sat down for a little while. Really like the way that Torin Young responded to yeah. not getting a carry in that first and we'll half. Talk and maybe, a lot. That's, maybe that's the same sort of thing. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about Torin Young. But, you know, the thing with Torin Young is there wasn't a lot of opportunities to get those running backs into action in the first half. The first half was brutal. I mean, we, we're talking about two separate halves of football here yeah. today. Um, let's go to back to the phones, 284-1040. Tommy in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy! How you feeling, buddy? 
I'll make one comment and, and this is a comment. Iowa defense is one of the best defenses in the country. I, I tell you, that front line is going to be awesome. The offense needs to get in gear a little quicker. But, uh, and by the way, the Iowa State game is delayed because of weather. There's a storm brewing up There's in There's a storm Tommy. brewing. Watch Woo! yourself. And I, I, I'll just say one other comment. <clears throat> I, I think this defense will be a hell of a lot better than last year. Number one, their offense, defensive line is awesome. And as the game went on, they got stronger and stronger. And, and uh, I just think they're going to be... Uh oh! Oh, the thunderstorm got him. Tommy, you're fading on us. You're going underwater. Tommy, real quick, give us a prediction for for next week's game. Iowa by. Iowa by twenty five or better. Forty five. All right, Tommy. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Tommy in Des Moines. Can't go wrong with Tommy. No. Yeah. Two eight four ten forty. That's the number to call. And well, you know what? We're here till ten o'clock. So you don't want to listen to us talk for two hours and 15 minutes. We will. Yes. Don't make us do it. But we want to hear what you have to say. Iowa want to know. Kirk Ferentz, the all-time winningest coach in Iowa history. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040. WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. The tailback. Play fake to Young. A man wide open in the back of the end zone. Caught. Noah Fant. Touchdown, Iowa. Noah Fant catching his uh, first touchdown of the year. One of many we expect him to catch this year. He would have had uh, one early on, possibly on the first possession, uh, but he dropped something that was so easy to catch. I, I think you could have caught mm, that ball. Man, that thing was dropped in his basket. It was. That was a beautiful throw by Stanley. That was a problem early on. Maybe it's the jitters things you were talking about, Travis. You know, you come out of this first game, uh, I think Amir Smith-Marset was maybe the first guy that caught a ball that was rifled at him. Got his hands up quick on that third down conversion early in the game. But, man, three drops early on. No one to kill Noah Fant. Did get that touchdown reception. His 13th career touchdown reception ties Quinn Early and Mike Flagg for 10th all-time in program history. Those are pretty two good <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye absolutely. players. So, I don't know if you know this or not, but you can follow the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off all day long on, on social media. So, on Twitter, I tweet most of the game. Ross doesn't really tweet on the, on the, on the account, but that's usually me. I'm usually trying to be kind of a smart aleck every once in a while. But we encourage you to follow us during the game, even before the game, at SoundOffWHO. And then interact with us while sound off is going on by just tweeting at us. During the game, we're also on Facebook Live. We go live before the game, after every quarter, and then right after the game. Uh, Ross and I like to have fun, and we also get to show you what we're having for lunch because Jethro's brings in a big spread. Mike was here today. You should have seen Ross go to town on the burnt ends. You, I mean, for how skinny of a dude you are. I mean, because you're on the tapeworm diet. That it's just, it's finally we got some protein in you, and you went to town on like all the burnt ends. I was proud of you, my friend. You know, I don't make fun of you for being fat. Well, because I am fat. I'm fat and bald. 
people think that it's just okay to skinny shame. You know, I I, I don't I don't want to be this way. I, Can you really skinny shame somebody? I feel like you're doing it. You're, yeah, com- am, you're, accom- I, you're accomplishing I, that I am right skinny now. shaming you. It's all right. 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go to Tony in Webster City. Tony, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, thanks for taking the call. My uh, daughter and I were at the game day. We're cutting across Highway 20 on the way home. Thought we might have something to add on the Imani Jones situation. I'm not going to vouch uh, 100% correct here, but early in the first half, after a defensive series, as Iowa was coming off the field, there was an Iowa defensive player that uh, had a little hard time getting off the field, actually had his right foot turned out like he had a calf cramp, and they actually came out and kind of he, he got himself off the field, but a uh, trainer came and, and escorted him to the bench area. So I'm not going to say it was Jones, but it, it may have been. Thank okay. you. That, I appreciate that, Tony. And uh, also, new north end zone. You want to talk Thunderdome? Oh my gosh, the sound is incredible. Just a just a tremendous facility. And just think, Thanks. Tony, it wasn't even full today, was it? It's going to be full next week, but it wasn't full today, was it? No, it wasn't completely full, but it was darn close. The other thing I would say is when they finish the construction and actually get the club level filled out and all that, it's really going to be loud. It was loud today. I I know at the beginning of the game. I was trying to talk to a fellow next to me, and I was screaming to be heard. It's really, it's impressive. <laughs> the The whole package, you can see right through the concourse area, right down on the field. Excellent. My daughter and I walked around, but thanks, guys. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you for everything you do. Thanks, oh, brother Tony. Thanks a lot, man. That's our. That's the first. I'm sure we've talked to a few other guys that have been inside the stadium today. That's the first. Well, an Archie First actually, account Archie actually reached zone. out on Twitter. He said, hey, wasn't at the game. Did the North End Zone uh, noise level uh, change the noise level much? And obviously, Tony, Tony just says, said yeah. yes. And what Tony says, Tony's, we believe Tony. Well, he's driving around with his daughter. You think he's, he's just going to call he's, in and lie I mean, to his people? His Tony, on. right? His name's, all I think is Tony Soprano. That's what I'm thinking. I, why would he lie to me? Let's go to Montezuma. That's where John is. John, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hello? Hello. Yeah. I just wanted to comment on the game. I watched the game today and was looking on Twitter and Facebook as I was going through, and I skipped a lot of – I saw some negative comments about the offense. I just wanted to say that I don't think the offense was as bad as everybody um, or a lot of people would think it did. Um, I, I think a few drop passes. Um, I thought we had a couple holdings or penalties that got things going in the wrong direction. And once we got that figured out, I, I, I thought we looked good. So are you so, talking about the tweet when I sent out, uh, where's Greg Davis when we need him? No, I, not, not you guys, just people in general. <laughs> just people in general. I, 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 I'm a Kurt Ferris apologist. And that's good. To, to a fault. And I, I, I just, I, I thought we looked as good on an opening day as we have in a long time. I just, opening day jitters more than anything. John, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you. That, uh, and I tried to say this early on. It almost sounds cocky, and, and it maybe is a silly thing to say, but that 33-7 to could have been a lot worse. Fant catches that ball. You hit on all of them there. If Fant catches that ball in the first half, if you eliminate a few of those holding penalties, there was a personal foul. Uh, I believe Ross Reynolds got, the, got the, the block below the knee, which or block below the waist, which you know is the, the new thing that uh, 
that that was enforced. If you can eliminate those things, this game was in hand much earlier. Completely agree. I agree, and I, you know, I didn't know that new rule, the block below the knee. I caused me to get my mom to yell at me. I'm 35 years old. My mom yelled at me for throwing my hat across the living room. So, what can I say? <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 I just, I, I'm impressed more so than I have been in the last few years on opening day with the Hawkeyes. I, I just, that, that's what I wanted to say. So you guys chew on that. I think you guys hit the nail on the head. And I, I, maybe this has been said earlier in this call-in show that I, I, did, I just started listening. So you could. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I have. Thanks, Thanks John. Good John. call. Appreciate the call, sir. So uh, Brett says it's rough, and I eighty just uh, passed the Mitchellville exit. I'm taking. He's talking about rain. Here's the deal: we we want you to be safe because uh, full disclosure, the phones aren't lighting up, which just means uh, people are driving and they're probably driving in a downpour. We want you to be safe. So what we really want you to do is pull over the shoulder and just call us now at two eight four ten forty. I'm joking. No, Ross. that's fine with me. I thought you guys hand the <laughs> hand the phone to the dude next to yes, you. Yes, yes. So so that's what you need to do is you need to be creative in the way you find you have to communicate with us because if it's a downpour, we want you to be safe. But you're a vital part of the show. Yeah, you're still having conversations with the guy. I mean, it's not like yeah. that. Unless you're one of those people when it starts to rain, you have to have everybody I shut mean, up in the car. Just think about the thoughts that have gone through your head since you walked out of Kinnick Stadium that you've wanted to talk to somebody about. And the guy in the back seat's too drunk to talk to you, so you've got to have the conversation with two normal guys like you and me. Yes. You, here's your options. You, you've got a guy that's either passed out in the back. That's right. Or he's drunk and he's drunk dialing his wife <laughs> to make sure that he's not in too much trouble when he shows See, up, right? Yes. That's exactly what's going on. So two eight four ten forty. We've got the answer to your problems here. Just to let you know, there is a weather delay in some games all around because the weather is quite serious outside. They are in a weather delay in Ames for the Iowa State game. They are in a weather delay in Lincoln, Nebraska for the Nebraska game and the kickoff of the Scott Frost area era. Here's what we're trying to say is that uh, Iowa played at the ideal time. Hmm. This is why you play at eleven o'clock or two thirty in the <laughs> afternoon. Don't be playing night games, especially early on. You might get the weather. See, Iowa was the smart university today that played at 2.30. There were a few... Uh, those Look at all the creative people that are just... Calling exactly. <laughs> those early kickoffs weren't totally unaffected. We did watch no. Texas and Maryland go through a delay before Maryland pulled off that upset over a ranked Texas team, losing for the second straight time as a ranked team. Also, Penn State needed overtime to beat Appalachian State. A lot of prognosticators, not us, have said... The two games that Iowa were going to lose this year were going to be at home against Wisconsin on the road against Penn State. That Penn State team we watched today, now it's game number one. I get that. Not that good. Not that good at all. Completely agree with you. And if if we're just trying to extrapolate from a little bit of uh, stuff, Michigan just scored to close it to 21-9. They are trailing Notre Dame. Brett, stay hold. We're going to get your phone call after the 8 o'clock hour, in the 8 o'clock hour. Everybody who's calling now, we'll get to you. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. Iowa 33, Northern Illinois 7, the Hawks. Improved to 1-0 on the 2018 season with an easy win over the Huskies out of the MAC Conference. And Kirk Ferentz becomes Iowa's all-time winningest coach in his, what is this, year number 20. That's right, man. As he has 144 wins, now passing Hayden Fry on the all-time list. And I th- you know, it's easy to look at that and go, well, 
20 years, 140. Well, he's getting seven wins a year. He's averaged seven wins a year. Seven point two to be exact. After a really tough start. Yeah, the the, I mean, the first two years were pretty bad. You take those first couple years out of there, it changes that that math a little bit. So now, today is September first, two thousand eighteen. Iowa beats Northern Illinois thirty three to seven. On September eighth, nineteen ninety nine, Kirk Ferentz got his first win over. Northern Illinois, I saw, a twenty-four nothing win. That's right. So when it was twenty-four to nothing, I did see some people on Twitter kind of like, "Hey, this would be kind of cool." Yeah. If win one forty-four to pass Aiden Fry with the exact same score against the exact same team. I remember Kirk Ferentz's first year because I was living a different media life at the time, and I was in Iowa City for that very first game when they played Nebraska. That's the one where Eric Crouch ran over people. But I remember that, and a lot of people going, "Wow, what's what's going to happen?" Because it, it, that was a tough year. They were one in ten that year. It was not pretty. Um, but boy, uh, if you would have told me in 1999 that Kirk Ferentz would still be the head coach in 2018, I probably would have said no way. If you, if somebody would have said to you at that time, Kirk Ferentz is going to have more wins as a Hawkeye football coach than Hayden Fry, yeah. you would have laughed at. Yeah, him. most uh, people. Just, well, just because of, of how the nature of the sport, right? right? He's the longest tenured coach in college football right now. And that is absolutely amazing, Travis. Something the next milestone to keep an eye on here, yeah. And it won't wouldn't happen until possibly the end of 2019, probably more realistically the Dude, beginning 2020. of 2020. Right now, he's 18 wins behind Joe Paterno. That's for Big Ten. Big Ten win, yes. right? Right. Uh, Woody Hayes has 205. Amos Alonso Stag 199. Shem Beckler at 194. So you got a long ways to go to yeah. catch that group. And, and but Paterno, the, 18 the, wins away. The funny thing is, it doesn't see when you hear 194 to 144, you're like, oh, that's not that far. We're like, oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's a long ways in college football. Yeah. Unless you're Nick Saban, who's winning 10, 11, 12 games a year. Even winning 10 a year, yeah. Kirk's five years away from doing that. Two ways. Hey, you know what, by the way? Yeah. Sign me up for five years of 10 win seasons. <laughs> You'll take that, right? Yeah, I'll take it. 284 1040. 284 1040. You can also tweet at us at soundoff, WHO. Let's go back to the phones. We're going to West Des Moines. That's where Brett is. Brett, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey guys, thanks, and thanks for all you do. Hey, I had a couple of questions if I could, uh, but I apologize for missing the first beginning, so if this is asked, just tell me to move on. No, you're fine, man. Uh, we, hey, Brett, here's the thing. We, we recycle tell, content. We should tell all of our callers this, man. We understand a lot of guys are in and out of the car during this time, so yeah, don't feel bad about repeating something that was said earlier in the day. In fact, it makes Travis and I look really smart because we've probably looked it up and we know <laughs> what we're talking about, so go ahead. Well, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to know what you guys think on this um, like locker room talk uh, motivation, like what Sutton Smith's comments were, if that actually plays much of a difference at all uh, for players' motivations, and if you see that translate to the field or not. I mean, Sutton Smith, and they've done this, you know, the last few years with some high-quality singular players. They've kind of shut them down, and Sutton Smith, I think, obviously you could put him into that category now. And I'm curious to know if his comments uh, did or didn't play a, a real actual, like, in-game factor in that. Travis, uh, let me let me guess and then I'll let you weigh okay, in. You've been I, around I, this, I have an opinion on you've it. You've been around this a lot longer than I have. My my instinct on it is, Brett, it certainly didn't hurt shutting him down. You know, no, point, pointing out to these guys that Sutton Smith had made some comments in it. I'm, I'm not sure if you looked into that. Some of that stuff that was actually posted by Coach Doyle was taken slightly out of context. He was talking about Nebraska yeah. last year when he said that they knew they were the better team coming in. But I don't blame Coach Doyle for using that as motivation. That's a, a 
it happens all over the place. Did it have an impact? My instinct is, sure, because you shut the guy down today. And you pointed out, Brett, it's not the first time they've done this with kind of a special player like that. Travis, yeah. do we make so, too much so of this? No, so Brett, here, here's my take on it. Is I look at motive, I think it depends on each and every person, right? I mean, when you go to a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within conference, you, you're there for five days, and you leave there super motivated, super jacked up, I'm going to change my life, but then 30 days later, you're back in your old habits, right? So I think it has a short-term impact that is important at kickoff to set a tone. Oh, very good, yeah. Does, it, does yeah. that make sense? That does. So, so yeah, I like that, and that makes perfect sense because you're only playing that guy for one game. You get up for one game for that guy's game. Yeah, so and if, that, if you have success early on, you make plays, then that adrenaline and that confidence kicks in. I also host a podcast during the week where I talk to a former college player, really good one, played in the NFL for five years. I, we, it's funny, we just had this conversation. But he is cerebral and he's a doctor. And that's what he does now. He's an anesthesiologist. And I said, did, did, did big motivational speeches work for you? He goes, I heard maybe two that motivated me my entire college career. He goes, they, they were okay to listen to, but they, they didn't motivate. A couple did. But I also said, that's your mental makeup. If you're, if you're cerebral and a doctor, you're looking at things analytically anyway, and you, you, you understand. But when it comes to motivational speeches, Brett, I really believe it's the Tony Robbins effect, where you're jacked up, let's go, boom. And if you have that instant success, and, and then you start building off that success, then it works. But if you have that, if, if all of a sudden you have that motivational speech and somebody would have you know, returned a kickoff for a touchdown to open up the game, it would have been a, a kick to the, to the sack, mm, right? That's, good. that's interesting because you could probably make the argument then that bulletin board material could be more motivational. Absolutely. Because they happen less often. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that, Brett, because you, I think you get more upset by bulletin board material of somebody saying bad something about you and, and questioning your manhood than somebody going into a locker room, dropping a bunch of F-bombs and going, go out there and kill somebody. You know, I, I just think, I think that bulletin board material is more motivation than a motivational speaker. Cool. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Only on the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff will we bring in uh, a predictive index of a personality uh, 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 complex and, and also Tony Robbins and Unleash the Power Within. By the way, I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I geek off on Tony Robbins. We've talked about this before. I like Tony Robbins also. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you make fun of people that follow cults like that. Ah, he's not you're, a cult. Oh, there's, there's, some, there's some cultish aspects to Tony Robbins. But I, bel- but I do but believe he's genuine in, in what he's trying to do. And you are right that I do make fun of people that are in cults. <laughs> Mike Guilty in Knoxville. What's up, Mike? Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? How much? Hey, I love the show. Thanks. First time caller. Hey, uh, my question, I guess, is is my biggest concern today. I love the game. Hawkeyes played awesome. But uh, the passing game. I just didn't see much from the passing game. I, I guess that's my biggest question going into the Big Ten schedule is what are we going to do with a passing game? Well, first of all, you need guys that have balls that are thrown to them and hit them in the hands to catch them. This is true. <laughs> I mean, this I, is I a mean, true statement. Yeah, I mean, how many drop balls did we have on the first three possessions? Boy, three, uh, three or four. Three, four, yeah. I think. Now, it's funny that you say this because when Nate Stanley came to the line of scrimmage to start the game, and by the way, they started the game off with a pass, which was also an incomplete pass. But yeah. when, he came, when he came to the line of scrimmage, they put up last year's statistics. And you remember this, Ross? I said, 
you know what? If you want to think Nate Stanley's going to get better, he's got to complete more than 55% of his – he's at 52. I go, that's got to be in that 62 to 65% range if we want to see that type of improvement. Now, he, he was 50% today. That's not all his fault because there were some drop balls where you're like, man, you got to make a catch. There was a, And there was placement where guys should have been where they weren't. Yeah. But the, it, it's game one, brother, right? Yeah. I mean – I, I'm just I'm nervous about the Big Ten. Listen, Mike, uh, the stats back up what you're what you're nervous yes. about here in Week One. Thirteen completed passes. Do you know how many were caught by receivers? Four. Uh, four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Three by yeah. Amir Smith Marset. One by Max Cooper. And I think that does that uh, surprise. How many by tight ends? Uh, well, you had four to Hawkinson. Right. You had three to Fant. There's seven. You had Nate Weeding for eight. But that's not going to be that's, that's not a shock because we all knew. That they may go with a three tight end set at some time, and plus you're playing flint, fan out in the slot. Yeah, I, th- I think the point of this is, Travis, if you're going to get to that sixty percent mark, those those other four or five catches have to come from yeah. Max Cooper. They've okay. got to come from Grown Away. They got to come from exactly. Brandon Smith. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, Fant is an unbelievable talent. I mean, consensus All American, I I believe, but I mean. I just I wonder where our receivers are at. Mike, my... I, Mike, I might have to go back and watch this. I can, off the top of my head, remember one target for Nick Easley. Right. I can, too. One. I think there was only one. No, I think there was more. Were there more? Yeah, there okay. were more, but he just didn't make the catch, and he couldn't get open. I, I think they went to him a couple more okay. times than that. Because uh, I, I remember Dolph talking. I could hear him say, because, uh, I mean, you and I are doing a lot during the game, but I, I think they went to him three or four times. Okay. Just, but Easley didn't have the start this year that he had last year. I mean, he impressed us right, right. away last year. So. But I just want to get I want to get your guys' take because I guess that's my biggest question is if we go into the Big Ten with we no doubt we got three excellent running backs in the backfield but if we go into the Big Ten with just three running backs and we don't have any passing game besides our tight ends I think it's going to be lockdown shutdown. That you bring up a good point. Um, but I think we'll see a lot more next week. What, let, and, and maybe we should say this. Okay. A lot of those completions okay. to those tight ends, Mike, were to those tight ends lining up in the slot. They lined up right. fan a lot uh, you know, away from the tackles. So, right. I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't change I, it. You're still throwing the, to tight ends. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. still a tight end. That's my, that's my thing. I, I guess that's my biggest question going in. So. I just wanted thanks, to hear your guys' opinion. So, you know, on the positive side, those are matchup nightmares. TJ Hawkinson showed it again today. We've been waiting. I think we've been kind of waiting for this sort of TJ Hawkinson to show up. He's been good. Today he looked great. If you've got both those guys out there in the field, that can change things a lot. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. 284-1040. 284-1040. That's the number to call if you want to get on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. And you can also tweet at us at Sound Off WHO where Archie says, Travis and Ross, psychotherapist now. Hey, psycho something. Yeah, we are. We're smart. What can we say? <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. We think we're smart. If you don't listen to us, you might get more dumber. <laughs> this is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Up on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola, and Tompkins Industries. Here's a handoff to uh, Torin Young. He bulldozes a couple white shirts. Still on his feet. He's got one man to beat. 35, 30, 25, 20, out of bounds at the 10-yard line. There's the big play. 
Eight carries, 84 yards for Torin Young. His longest was a 40-yarder. He averaged 10 yards per carry today, leading the Hawkeyes in rushing. Uh, uh, Ivory uh, Kelly Martin with uh, 16 rushes, uh, 62 yards, and a touchdown. And Sargent had five or 12 carries, rather, for 41 yards. So that, that's kind of that running back race we're looking at right now. Um, Torn Young comes out game number one on top, but a lot of people still wondering. There's a lot to shake out there, Ross. This uh, this next caller, John in Indiana, a guy that has been uh, part of our show for the last couple of years. He always brings it. John, thanks a lot for calling, buddy. How you doing? It's good to talk with you guys. Formerly John from Norman, John from Indiana, now married John from New Jersey. Whoa! New Jersey? Yes, yes, and I am out here with some Hawkeye faithful. We watched the uh, game thirty-three to seven. It was a snoozer of a of a first half, uh, and people were wondering, well, with Colton Rastetter getting a, a punt block and uh, Noah Fant dropping passes that were surefire touchdowns. I said, looks like we're in midseason four. But then uh, <laughs> yeah, the three-headed running back uh, by committee. Uh, started to show its uh, face, and uh, a tip of the cap to uh, Kirk Ferentz. I was a sophomore in high school when he was the head coach, and I was like, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, and now the fact that uh, uh, Ferentz. he has... Yeah, <laughs> Ferentz. Ferentz. Uh, and remember, the first two years, nobody knew how to pronounce his name in the media. Then there, John, but, do you remember uh, when the song came out, Ferentz Rhymes with Parents? Yes. There was a song, Travis, that came out. I can and for the life of me, I couldn't tell you how it went. You know, I'm not embarrassed. Mitch, try to get on YouTube. So you, you know, I'm not embarrassed to sing it, but it was something like, you know, parents rise with parents, parents rise with parents. That sounds like a chant. In yeah, a game. It was something like that. Yeah, but it was really a song. Uh, Seriously. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it probably would have went viral on uh, like Barstool, Iowa, had it been around. <laughs> We're but, about uh, to make that happen, John. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure sure that that'll happen soon uh but uh hawkeyes 28 and 1 coming into this game or the 27 and 1 coming into this game in the last four years when they rush for over 100 yards make that 28 and 1 now uh and uh i you know it sounded like tommy from des moines was a was three beers in uh let's give it to tommy let's slow the brakes a little bit best you defense know, in the, the country he the says john line the offensive line was uh, it was it was piecemeal. I mean, we're, we've lost uh, two three-year starters to the pros, and also uh, two guys are suspended the first game. I'm sure that you give the line to, uh, time to gel. Uh, I like what I see. Like what I see. There was a lot to like, especially in that second half when they you, you come out with the, you know you're only up three nothing at half. You're like, what's going to happen? Um, you score 14 in the third, 16 in the fourth, and the defense really did a good job. You know, on Twitter, I forget who it was on Sound Off at W or Sound Off WHO said, you know, the rush defense uh, has a lot to be desired. In that first half, really the first quarter, they they let uh, Northern Illinois get to that yeah. second level, right? Because yep. we yep. brought that up in the Facebook Live. But it, as a whole. They gave up six, what sixty three yards rushing in the first half, and only a hundred and like a hundred eight for the game. I don't have it right on me right now, but that, that's a pretty good job. You want to hold it below a hundred? That'd be a, you know, one of those benchmarks. But come on, I mean they held them to I'm sorry, a hundred and one yards total. Yeah, right. You know. Well, you can obviously you you guys could obviously see the first half jitters on both sides of the line. There was no pressure on the defense uh, on the defensive line to be able to get constant pressure on the quarterback. The offensive line was struggling to get some sort of rhythm 
whether it was in the run game or the pass game. And then in the second half, you could tell that whatever Ferentz, uh, either Brian or Kirk, told the offensive-defensive line, they started being the bullies of the Big Ten that we're going to need to be in order to give this a run for the West. Now, should we, all, should I, we all temper our expectations, though? Because don't get me wrong, we're all excited about this win. I think I'm more excited for Kirk Ferentz. Hey, I'm not... I'm, I'm not counting. I'm not. I'm not going to stay here. Sit, sit here and say we're going to win the West or things like that. Uh, we still got two more games to go before we hit Wisconsin. I would say if you're a Hawkeye fan, you should be happy of the effort in the second half compared to other teams that you saw today. Texas was in a battle with Maryland. I say I think that that says something about the Big Ten that Maryland has defeated Texas. Or does it say that Texas isn't that good, John? You know, maybe a little bit of both. I think they're over I think they're overhyped, but I yeah. think it says something about Maryland, especially overcoming all the adversity uh, is the previous two months coming into this game. It also says something about Penn State that people were on them. Clay Travis picked them to make the playoffs. They barely beat a Sun Belt team in Appalachian State in overtime. That's why you should listen so to the Morning the Rush. Guys, <laughs> you, 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 exactly, exactly. You're, you lost like nine starters to the pros, and you're and you're coming off with that crap from an SEC homer. No. All right, John. We gotta Your let you go. Good stuff, man. Happy about what happened today. But thanks for the call. We'll talk to you next week. Next thanks, week, John. Great stuff, next buddy. Week. Good job. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. So, Ty, Frank, Brent, Eric, we're gonna have you stand hold because if we take one of your calls now, it's not fair. You're it's gonna not get, fair. You're gonna get thirty seconds on the air. We know you got more to share with yeah, us. Yeah, and we want to give you more than that. Yeah, you've been very patient because most of you've been on the on on hold for over eleven minutes. And that's very nice of you. But we do have a news break that we have to take. So we come back. We're going to get to your phone calls. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, I love reading tweets, especially if they're funny. At SoundOff, <laughs> WHO. Dude, how about that stat that John pulls? 28-1 and one when you rush over 100 well, yards. Well, that's why we've always said if you can pound the rock control and the control clock. the clock, you're going to win the football game. It's, you can run as fa- you can be as gimmicky and run as fast as you want. Do it all, but if you can't run the football, you you're you're going to have a hard time winning football games. That's that's just a a fact. Two eight four ten forty two eight four ten forty. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Up on News Radio ten forty WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040 WHO. Childress runs that way to the wide side. Now he's grabbed and he horse-collared down by Parker Hesse. Parker Hesse had a hell of a game, Ross. I mean, he was all over the place. Epinesa was all over the place. That that front defensive line just dominated. And you're going to get two more guys. I mean, Travis, I think that you look at that offensive line play, defensive line play, the way they wore down Northern Illinois throughout that game. And again, Iowa State's a step up from Northern Illinois. We all understand that. But you're adding depth to those guys that really showed that, uh, that, what do we call it, the cumulative yep. effect, right? You're, you're better than them a little bit on every play. By the end of the day, man, if you can just keep adding on that, you're punching these guys in the face. 284-1040, let's go back to the phones because he's been on hold a long time. Frank, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Frank! Well, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, uh, I... Uh, Northern Illinois. I think that we played them once. Didn't Northern Illinois beat us one year? Yep. Yep. You can put yourself in Northern Illinois' 
uh, athletic director's seat, uh, Iowa calls you up and asks you to uh, come over and and play Iowa. And, and if you win, you get the glory. If you lose, you get you get a million dollars anyway. I mean, think about that: a million bucks to drive from Illinois to Iowa to play a football game. It's a good deal if you can get it. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was thinking about is more serious. We can't look to next year, and we cannot look to last year. Uh, that the only thing that you can look at is that Stanley will be the same quarterback this year as last year. You can't expect any miracles where he's all of a sudden going to be. You know. Oh, I would disagree with you. I would totally disagree. That I expect Nate Stanley to have a lot more confidence. I expect Nate Stanley to be a much better vocal leader in the in the in the huddle, and I expect Nate Stanley to complete more than fifty two percent of his passes. Maybe well, maybe the one stat you may, you may be right that he gets the passes. You may, you may that he gets up to fifty five, fifty eight percent. I want him at but sixty. He's still going to be Nate Stanley. He is he is not like a quick little um, uh, uh, quarterback. But the point is this, that uh, last year they had a whole football team for the whole season, and they put it, put together all their efforts and beat Ohio State. Now, there's going to be one game this year where we want to put it all together and beat them, and that's Wisconsin. Frank, thank you for the phone call, sir. Yep. Yep, great to hear from you. All right, up next, Brent. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I almost skipped you one. Brent, yeah. you're up next. Ty has been on hold for almost 20 minutes calling from Des Moines. Ty, thanks for calling Sound Off here on WHO. How are you? Good. Thanks, gentlemen, for taking the call. Not a problem. What's up? Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were uh, on the subject of the passing game. I've heard a lot of talk uh, building up to this first game about will Iowa play a pretty uh, manila, vanilla offense and not really uh, show their hand going into the Iowa State game. Hey, but let me stop you. Is it a manila folder and a vanilla offense? I, I don't know. I didn't know which one to go with, so I just used both. <laughs> okay, carry on. All right. Well, I noticed after about the first quarter, I didn't feel like they did much play action try to throw it over the top. I didn't see a lot of deep ball passes. Um, do you think oh. that they... They stuck with a pretty basic formations and stuff because they're not one to show their hand going into Iowa State. You think that had anything to do with it? And and one of the reasons uh, the passing game didn't look so good today. Uh, you know, Ty, I'm not sure that's what it, you know. You try that deep ball early on. You try to go up top to Noah Fant, and it doesn't work out. And it kind of you know it affects the drive in a big way when you try to to make a play like that. Those big plays just. They're not. It's not a part of the Ference offense. They they see those right. as risky, right? They want to continue to do the five seven yards at a chunk, and just beat you up over time doing that. And I feel like every now and again, as Hawkeye fans, we're going to get that shot. And I'm really excited that they took a shot as early as they did. They're showing that they believe in Noah Fant in that slot. Being and and able Noah to get Fant to the was sideline. a long pass. That was a long pass, it's forty yarder yeah. that it yeah. drops. Right. So yeah, that's my feeling on it. Ty is that it wasn't necessarily like. Let's reel back in the playbook. It was, we tried it. It didn't work. It affected our our drive. Now let's get back to the things that we know we have to do. We've got to be able to push right. this team around. Let's hand the ball off to one of our three running backs. Let's throw it to our tight ends over the middle rather than going deep. I think that was it more than just shutting it off. Okay. And, you, and you know what, Ty? I've been thinking. I think you were right. I think it's Manila because the folder is kind of blah. A vanilla is a flavor. <laughs> so I think you were technically correct to say Manila. On the first shot. Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> See you, Ty.
All right, have a good See, one. But that's a great question. I mean, it's it it's whitish yellow, or, like or vanilla. Or do we call? Or is it a vanilla folder? No, I, I'm no, always, it's a manila. manila. I mean, we're but, not talking about Manila, the town outside of Manning and Aspinwall and Irwin and Kirkman, but it's a Manila folder, right? I know yeah. my Iowa towns, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's. But why is it a Manila? I don't know. Because it is kind of like this off-white, which you think is a vanilla ice cream, correct? I'm assuming Mitch is Googling Manila folders (laughs) in there to figure out this for us. Let's go to Brent. (laughs) I I, I don't know, Brent. Is it Manila or is it vanilla? Uh, I think it's Manila. Southwest Iowa, give up some props there. But I just want to talk a little bit about Torn Young, guys. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Sargent looked good. Ivory Kelly Martin looked okay. But Torn Young looked special today. I watched the Ohio State game last week. It was on replay. And I thought, and I said, that guy looks like he's like he's a special player. And he showed it again today. Ference, uh, you know, I don't know if, if, if he's notorious, but he seems to, to maybe not see these the special players and showcase them. How many, how, you know, uh, 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 Wadley put up 200 and how many yards against Northwestern as a sophomore, and we didn't see him again for a year and a half. And then going back to 2002, you know, it took that poor kid, Aaron Greving, he had to quit the team before we showcased Russell and Jermell Lewis. I mean, work in Michigan like a part-time job. What do you guys think about that? Boy, Brent, you throw a lot out there, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we we just got this. We were wondering why Torin Young didn't see any action in that first half. And one of the things that we've heard from inside the locker room is that this was kind of the plan, not necessarily to keep Torin Young off the field for the first half, but they wanted to get a certain amount of reps for Ivory Kelly Martin and for um, uh, Makai Sargent. So that was the only thing that kept... This is what we're being told. The only thing that kept Torin Young off the field in that first half was just kind of a lack of reps, a, lap of, a lack of finding any rhythm on that offense. But I think you've laid it out. You saw the same thing we all did, Brent, watching the game with those three backs. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you it. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Wish I could give you more, man. I just I, I mean, don't know what to think about I mean, it right keep now. in mind, that you, you, Iowa had the ball in the first half, seven minutes, 48 seconds. What is it? Three right. possessions. They didn't have a first down. They went three and out the first two possessions. He didn't have a first down to your third possession. In the first quarter, uh, Kelly Martin had five carries for 18 yards. Uh, Makai Sargent had um, three carries for nine yards. So I, that's just the first quarter. And i got to go to the second quarter. Uh, at halftime, um, Ivory Kelly Martin had nine carries for 36 yards. Um, Sargent had seven carries for 25 yards. And uh, Young hadn't seen the ball yet. No, Young hadn't seen the ball yet. Smith Smith Marset had one carry there too. Two eight four five nine six six. Is it AJ up next? AJ calling in from Clear Lake. What's up, AJ? How are you, sir? Well, boys, on a on a day when uh, Jared DeFreeze goes into the uh, Iowa Hall of Fame, uh, Andrew Jared Epinesa looks good. The defensive line looks good. Uh, we that's the deepest part of our team and. Uh, and I tell you what, Bob Sanders went in the Hall of Fame too. But uh, I tell you what, guys, it, that that D line is going to be the deepest part of our team. And when stuff happens and we get a little little down in distance, 
they're going to unleash the dogs and look out. That's all I got to say. AJ, you're right, man. man, It's going to be good. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun when we knew that Northern Illinois was in those passing downs, when it got to be, what was it, Travis, 24 nothing. You knew Northern Illinois was going to have to to start dropping back and that those defensive ends were going to be able to pin their ears back. That's when it got really fun on the defensive end. I, I honestly think we're underselling, and maybe it's an expectations thing. Our expectations were so low. The linebackers exceeded those expectations so much. I'm amazed we haven't had more talk about that in, in the first two hours of this program. And, A.J., here's Parker Hesse talking about the defensive front. Uh, you know, as, as the score, uh, you know, maybe they'd drop back and and pass a little more, or, or I don't know, you know, maybe we just picked up our tempo, uh, but, you know, we just kind of started wearing on and breaking through, and, and that's, uh, you know, it starts with each and every guy up front, and we kind of feed off each other. So once we get it going, um, you know, we, we can do some things. And we saw some things, especially as that game rolled along. I mean, I thought Northern Illinois was gassed by, yeah. by the point. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the first quarter, here in, in the first half, here's what I was worried about, A.J., um, if Northern Illinois, because it was just 3 nothing, and if Northern Illinois would, would have gotten some rhythm on offense, the way they play up-tempo, I thought it could have been the other way around, but it never turned into that. Nope. And, Travis, i got to tell you, too, I saw D-Rock today. And, oh, did you? Uh, D-Rock was happy for his brother. I, I, I work for Jared. I'm the D-line coach at Clear Lake for hmm. Jared, who's our head coach. And, uh, and yeah, so I saw D-Rock, and uh, yeah, I told him all about how I listened this week, and I said, Man, you sucked on that. Uh, <laughs> pick, dude. So, so I gotta so, ask you. I gotta ask you, AJ. I got, I got so much press out of that. That was the best thing that could happen. <laughs> uh, hey, AJ, I gotta ask you. You know the yeah, the, the DeVries boys. They, so he's coaching football. He's, he also owns uh, some grocery stores. Are you stocking shelves yeah. for him too? Oh no, not that. But I uh, coach. I teach his kids, and I I hang out and do do stuff when he needs me to. So. Uh, it's all good. He's, he's he's one of my best friends, and I work for the boys. And uh, good, 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 great family. They're all there. Uh, Jody saw Jody and Adam from Waukee. I saw there you go. Jay, I saw Dusty. So the, and Vernon Marge are all there. So all it's right. all good, man. So, so, it was, I bet the entire town of Apple, okay. Appleton or Parkersburg was there, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was. We all had our shirts on. It was fan freaking cash. All right, AJ. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, stay and hold. We're going to get Would, to your phone call. Wouldn't you just want to know, and we could have asked AJ this, how the Clear Lake coaches, the DeVries coaches, responded to that 91-88 to <laughs> game or whatever that oh, was? Oh, that was TJ in Sioux City North. We'll talk about that in Hour 3. Crazy. All right? Because, I mean, who knows what we'll talk about in Hour 3 besides Kirk Ferentz get his 144th win. Jimmy, stay and hold. We're going to get to your phone call when we come back. Uh, if you want to call us, 284-1040, 284-1040. Also, tweet at us, at SoundOffWHO. And by the way, Manila, because that's the name of the paper stock oh, it is. that they make the folders from, it comes from the Manila hemp. Wow! You see what you learn on this show? You can store your documents in the day and get a hell of a buzz at night. So we've talked about Tony Robbins. We've talked about motivational speaking. We've talked about the predictive index. And now we know it's a Manila folder. Wow. See, you're smarter just for listening to this show. It's the Jeff Those Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company, Cookies Barbecue Sauce, and American Trust. 
New quarterback, Peyton Mansell, wide open. Catch at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Inside the five goes Nate Weeding. Peyton Mansell, I, I mean, that was his first time under center. I thought he looked, looked good. Looks comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, gets around there, back there. He well, was I two of two, 35 yards. a couple people uh, tweet out uh, to say he looked like he was having fun in the backfield. Well, it's easy when you have a 33 to nothing lead, right? Yeah. And I would, I was actually kind of surprised that we saw Peyton Manziel today. I thought it'd be Spencer Petras. You've got this new rule in college football where a guy can play four games and still maintain his red shirt. But, but you don't have to do it now. You can do it any time during the season. That's what, uh, on my, uh, on the morning rush at 1460 KXNO, our sister station, I had Mark Farley, the Northern Iowa coach on. And he said, it's almost like a chess game. He goes, okay, I've got freshmen now that aren't ready to go. But I think by week eight, they're going to be ready. So I can use them the last four games, or I can use them in the playoffs if I need to. So if you're Kirk Ferentz, you're like, okay, is this the game I want to pull a redshirt? We're up big. Or do I want to see if a guy can contribute? Why why pull a guy on mop-up duty if you don't have to? Well, again, you're not pulling the redshirt from him. You get get four games. But you can put that anywhere you want. But that's what I'm saying is anticipate what's going to happen here throughout the year. Do you have four games on the schedule that are going to be blowouts? Do you have four games? Well, is any game going to be a blowout for that's, the Hawks? I don't, and that's why in these situations, I thought this would be the time to get okay. Spencer Petras in there. No, I get Nate that. Stanley goes down. Peyton Manziel's the dude that's coming in and and, and going to be, uh, you know, replacing him. But I thought Petras would get a little look today. I loved Manziel. He looked really good. Two eight four ten forty two eight four ten forty. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Soundoff WHO. Jimmy in Urbandale. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? How much? How are you? Hey, you guys do a great job. Thank you for hosting this show. Thanks, man. We love doing it, Jimmy. Thank you. I mean, where else are you going to talk about Manila and Vanilla? I just want to be on the record. My name is Jimmy Hildebrand from Urbandale, and I think you need to validate this show by having a Hall of Fame and nominating Tommy as the number one. Tommy from Des Moines. We love having well, Tommy. Know, we love it, Jimmy. Yeah. We talk about this every year, Jimmy. You know, he boycotted us when we first came on the air. He didn't like me and Travis. Oh, I yeah. have inside information that he did like you. Oh, He's really? Boycotting because he boycotted. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Jimmy, that means the world to us, man. That means so much because we thought, well, maybe it means less to me because I thought we'd won Tommy back. Yeah. Now it just turns Damn out it. he was there all along. Yeah. yeah. He's with you. All right. And here's, here's the other thing. Um, I have some information for the viewers. Um, Iowa State or listeners. football is shown on two channels tonight. It's N-O-T-V. That's in the Moines Register. And you can also find them on N-O-N-E-T-V with the Ames paper. Cyhawk Week is here. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Jimmy and Irvindale. So, you can't find the Cyclones on TV right now because they're in a weather delay. What happens there, right? I mean, you've got Nebraska in a weather delay. You've got Iowa State in a weather delay. You can't cancel a game, can you? You can't play it at 3 in the morning, can you? Why not? We're all here. No, man. Think of the advertisers on that Nebraska game. Think of the advertisers on that post-game show. They didn't pay for 3 in the morning. Get they, what you get. They paid to be on at midnight. Yeah, but do you try to play Sunday? Everybody come back, ticket voucher? I don't know how that works. Your buddy Rob on Twitter says, well, if nobody else is going to dress the elephant in the room, let me do it. Gee, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, What's up with all the crucial penalties today, and will this be an issue going forward? Well, Dolph summed it up best during the game. 
And this is what Gary Dolphin had to say. Well, it is opening day for the officiating crew. And actually, in all seriousness, uh, Kirk Ferentz addressed this in the postgame interview, and that was this, that he needs better clarification on the chop block rule. And he even said either the guys writing the rules need to go back to school and learn how to write this thing, because when it was explained to him by the officials, they were like, hey, we're just going by the letter of the law here. This is what we have to call. And I don't know if it's a point of emphasis this year. They even actually adjusted it this year. But it's one of those things where you're going to have to coach guys and say, this is what they're going to call. You, What you've done in the past, you can no longer do. And I don't even know if I fully understand this new chop block rule. But it's also game number one. Um, you don't want to chalk it up to some... I mean, it's pretty trivial here, and it's the easy thing to do. Say, well, it's first game jitters. You have those mistakes. Um, but mental mistakes, the good thing is they can be fixed. If there's some things that you can't fix physical deficiencies. If you, if you don't have more talent than the guys across you, you really can't fix that. But you can fix your mental game. Ross, would you agree with that? 100%. And I, I, I'm looking back on my notes right now to see – who are the guys that uh, I felt like were, were the most habitual violators here? One of them was Noah Fant. Noah Fant had a couple of penalties early in that second quarter that absolutely destroyed drives. I think Noah Fant's the type of guy that's going to fix those problems, whether it was frustration from having a really tough first quarter that just kind of uh, showed itself in that way. The Ross Reynolds chop block that you're talking about is obviously something he thought was legal, so it wasn't even necessarily a mental error. And these absolutely, to answer Rob's question, I think that this is exactly the type of stuff you can clean up. If you had guys fumbling balls in the backfield, if there were physical mistakes like that, that'd concern me. These, the holding penalties, the the horribly timed mistakes, that stuff that a, a, a structured coach fixes that stuff. All right, we have two hours in the books. We have one hour to go. This show flies by because, well, we have fun. Heather, yes, Heather... Stay on hold. We'll get to your phone call. We don't we don't mean to make the princess wait, but Heather Burnside is a princess, but she'll wait until it's after top nine. of the hour. She and knows. It, it she knows the rules. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. Hawks win! Hawks win! Hawks win! 33-7 over Northern Illinois. Good to have you along for the third hour of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off of News Radio 1040, WHO. This is the premiere, the one and only uh, post-game Hawkeye Cohen show that's been around for, what, over 30 years. And... Damn it, it's a Hawkeye Collins show, and we have fun on Saturday We nights. have a lot of fun here on Saturday now, nights, man. We love coming in now, here and doing this. Now, Ruth joins us on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and thinks we might have a little too much fun. Ruth, did we, did we get under your skin a little bit tonight, Ruth? Yeah, no, not under my skin. I'm just trying to find out where you can get the uh, Cyclone game. Well, and you heard the previous caller who said uh, N-O and N-O-N-E, which was no, no TV and none, right? Well, I didn't hear that particular part. I just knew they were giving some. All right, so here I'm going to be nice to you, Ruth. I'm going to be nice. Um, it is on Cyclones TV, which, if you have MediaCom, is 68-2. Oh, 
68-2. Yeah, but okay. you, can, you, you can go there right now. They're not playing because it's raining and lightning and thundering. and You're basically going to see a picture of an empty stadium with a radar, radar in the corner, okay. Ruth. But I, okay, it, that's fine. Yep. The reason I was curious, and I'm, I'm trying to help a young lad who's Down syndrome, and he loves the Cyclones. And he was very disappointed because he couldn't get it oh, on TV. Okay. There you go. Yep. Get it on Cyclones TV. Cyclone TV. And yep. it's 86 2. No, 68 yep. 2. 68. Yeah. Oh, God. Am I glad I repeated <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. So am I. And then next week, Ruth, it's going to be on Fox. Iowa, Iowa State on Fox next, uh, At next Saturday. At 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give his mother this information so she can help get him set up to watch it. All right. That will make his day. All right. We're here to help. He's a diehard cyclone. Well, that's too bad, but let's make him a hawk. No, no, no. It's not too bad. All right. He deserves to watch we want. All right. Okay. Thanks for the phone Let's get him a hawk. Appreciate it. We'll get him a hawk. Very good. Thanks. All right. But you know the thing about because you, you turn turn on Cyclones TV because we wanted to watch the Cyclones tonight so we could be prepared for next week's Cyhawk game. Um, you know the fans have left the stadium because it's been on the delay for like two hours. But we know one diehard Cyclone fan, one that would never leave. What, what Listen, sticks? We were, we were just talking about like what's going to happen in in Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. if they don't play this game till yeah. like four in the morning. They could restart the Cyclone game at 7 tomorrow morning. You know who's still going to be sitting there? Heather Burnside. The, she won't leave. She wouldn't leave. Wouldn't leave. Stapled Joining into that stadium now, right now. Live, live from Jack Trice Stadium. Stadium is Heather Burnside. You guys, we left. We're back in Des Moines. What do you mean you left? <laughs> Come what? on. Did you see the radar? They, it's going to clear. They're like training they're in. Gonna, they're going to start at like 10, 1030. You're okay. Not, you're not a fan. I am definitely a fan, and I decided to... Fans don't leave. See, that's the difference between Hawkeye fans and Cyclone fans. Hawkeye fans don't give up on My entire life as a season ticket holder, Heather, I left one game early. It's it's, it's because Aaron went into Uh, labor. uh, Are you guys there? Yes. (laughs) All right, 5-0 can hear you now, too. Go ahead and... Hey, by the way, this is not a 5,000-watt station. It's 100,000 watt, so it's more than just Des Moines. So you might want to say who 5-0 is. Sergeant Paul Parisi okay. from the Des Moines Police Department. Okay. And it's 50,000 watts of AM power. Okay, sorry. 100,000 sounded better. I got a size issue. Anyway, he was talking to some of his uh, fellow Leos in, uh, on the Ames Police Department, and they basically told him, we're getting this game in no matter how long it Then why didn't you stay? Why didn't we stay? Yeah. We're hungry. We're hungry. They don't have food at Jack Trice? They don't? I can't believe... Right, now they don't <laughs> I don't know. We decided that we were going to leave and come back. Oh, so you're going to drive back up there tonight? No. Oh. No, we didn't even come back to Des Moines. We're actually about ten blocks away from you right now. To be nice. Well, we've got nice. some we've got some Jethro's in here. If you guys want to stop and eat, I'm gonna pull over this car right now and go in there and start slapping you around if you give us a hard time for leaving. Well, no, we'll give you a hard time for leaving because true fans don't leave. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I, uh, why do I think that Paul didn't want to leave and you're like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> This is a collective decision. Yeah, yeah. we know what that means. <laughs> All right, stop and get some Jethro's. Means I'm driving the car right now. <laughs> stop and right. get some Jethro's. Means I'm driving. Fair weather hey, fans. Hey, guys. Uh, seriously though, that was kind of a disappointing way to start the season. You know, you 
there's less than, got quiet literally less than five minutes off the clock. Iowa State scores a touchdown. We're all like, yeah, football season started. Where's everybody going? I mean, you could tell that it was starting to get dark, especially to the south and west of the stadium. Or sorry, south and east of I'm the sorry, stadium. I'm sorry, Hawkeye fans. But, yeah. All right. To have a rain delay happen that early, this sucks. All right. We love you, Heather. See ya. Stop getting some Jethro's. Did what? you just hang up on her? I did, because this is a Hawkeye call-in show. It's not a Cyclone call-in show. Troy from Urbandale going to get us back on track. Jeez. Let's just say I'm going to be tuning in to KXNO Morning Rush and KXNO Fanatics all week next week because you guys are primed and ready. Here, Dude, here's what I can't wait for, Troy, because yesterday I was getting beat up by my Cyclone co-host of like, oh, what's going to happen if it rains if, over there if, at if Kinnick? people only knew what oh. we had to put up with during the week. Oh, the, the rain. You're going to flood your field again at Kinnick. <laughs> hey, guess who's not playing because of weather, punks? He'll be calling in shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he probably left too. <laughs> Hawkeye fans don't leave. They just don't. Well, um, bless Ruth's heart. I think it's 165 that Cyclones TV was. But but listen to John Walters. Listen to Eric Cap. That's what you do if you're a stop, Cyclones fan. I, Stop talking about the Cyclones on this show. Absolutely. Uh, back to this game. Uh, Travis, got to give Iowa Western props. Uh, in your area, and, and I'd like to hear more about that team in the future because to have Nick Easley and to have Sargent on the team, uh, Sargent's going to be a great contributor this year uh, to the Hawkeyes. Um, wanted to also comment a little bit off the, the grid here. Bob Stoops, you can tell he's always wanted to say those things about his experience at Iowa. I thought it was great. Did he not, did he not look great in that black gold polo today? Wasn't that awesome? Well, I just think uh, for him to come back to FryFest and tell how he felt about his experience there and to share a story about his mom being in the stands in, in Michigan and someone saying, man, that 41's been around forever. And it was actually, you know, he had two other brothers that played for a period <laughs> of 10 years. And then uh, also to go on to say that even while at Oklahoma, every game day that his wife said, yep. go Hawks in the morning, just an amazing, amazing story. And a testament to Kirk Ferentz as well. And I think uh, that was also heartwarming to see him share his uh, respectfulness as well as Dan McCarney. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to point that out, Troy. That's a guy that looked really good. And not just in the black and gold. Dan McCarney looked 10 years younger than the last time. It's amazing what happens when you don't coach, isn't yeah. it? Shed that stress, I mean, baby. D- didn't Bob Stoops look younger? Yeah, he had a little did. goatee going. Right. You're, like, you're like the best you've ever looked. Yeah, McCarney looked that way yeah. too, man. But, he, they look like they just got off your show and just had a nice experience and, and or got off vacation. But what a testament to Coach Ferentz uh, for his tenure there. And uh, looking forward to next week and to see your take on the game. Although we haven't seen much of Iowa State, and Iowa did what they needed to do today. All right, thanks, Troy. appreciate it. Here's Kirk Ferentz talking about all those guys back uh, for Fry Fest and for this win. It was so neat having those guys here in town. And uh, I don't mind telling you, that made me even a little bit more uncomfortable about this whole thing. Uh, one more thing that could go wrong and, you know, drop a lead balloon on those guys. But it was so great to have them here. And then in the locker room, you got guys like uh, Bob Sanders, DJ uh, Johnson's back. And um, that, that you know, as you know, Ed and Gary, that, that's the best part about all this is all the people that are involved. Here, here. And, uh, you know, that's really what it gets down to. So, yeah, we're really thrilled. 
And there's a lot to be thrilled about. Win number 144, the all-time winningest coach in Iowa history. James, stay on hold. We're going to get to your phone call. We come back. Keep them coming. 284-1040. That's 284-1040. Reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Power Eye. They hand off to Torrin Young. He can't get to the outside. Then he does. He gets across the goal line. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown. Or it's Ivory Kelly Martin. Martin, Excuse me. You're excused, Dolph. No big deal because it was just another touchdown. It's a touchdown, Iowa. That's right. Touchdown, Uh, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Iowa gets the win today, 33-7 over uh, Northern Illinois. So, hey, Mitch, good job keeping us abreast of the weather. We appreciate it. Service in Des Moines has issued a flash flood warning for northwestern Polk County in central Iowa, southwestern Story County in central Iowa, southeastern Boone County in central Iowa, northeastern Dallas County in central Iowa, until 3.15 a.m. At 9.18 p.m., Doppler radar indicated thunderstorms producing heavy rain across the warned area. Up to three inches of rain have already fallen in localized areas. Flash flooding is expected to begin shortly. Some locations that will experience flooding include Huxley, Madrid, Dallas Center, Slater, Granger, Woodward, Big Creek Lake, Siloraville Lake, Cambridge, Alamon, Sheldowl, and Big Creek State Park. This includes Interstate 35 between mile markers 94 and 107. Turn around, don't drown when encountering flooded roads. Most flood deaths occur in vehicles. Be especially cautious at night when it is harder to recognize the dangers of flooding. Like, where's the radar That's pack? Right. And remember, even two years ago, last year we had Ed Podolak yeah. with us. Ed kept bringing that up. Like, man, I wonder why we're not seeing this radar package. It seems to get the guys off the ball a little bit quicker. It certainly did today, James. The, the, the I can remember the one time, Travis. There might have been a few. I do remember that one time. Uh, in, in the third quarter when Epinesa ended up coming in and I believe knock, and that might have been the play where he got the fumble, they were in that Raider package at that point. But James, that's a really good point, man. You've got four guys up front defensively and maybe even more because remember, we only saw four today. You're going to add a couple more back into there when you get Lattimore and Reef back as a part of that group. That's scary, man. You've got a lot of depth there and a lot of talent in that defensive front. One of those instant guys has to emerge, but we'll see. Go Hawks. Thank you. Thanks a lot, James, and I agree. One of them's going to have to jump out. It might be Nelson. Had a great game today. Epinesa had a great game yep, today. I mean, yep. there's, there, I mean, there's just – but I love that Raider package because I think it's hard – obviously can't do it all the time, but it's so hard to defend. Yeah. I love the fact you've got three defensive ends that you can roll out there. Epinesa's obviously a dude on those passing downs that they are willing to, to turn loose. Yeah, I'm down with that. He's that's a really good call by James. They don't blitz a lot. It's never going to be a part of the Hawkeye defense to just go blitz crazy. So you've got to get pressure from that front four. And I think we've got four guys that can get pressure, especially against teams. I think I, Iowa State does not have a great offensive line. No. 
next week you should be able to get it's some pressure better, with though. those. It is. It's improving. I don't mean to say it's just it's not Wisconsin's offensive no. line. No. Okay. So these next three weeks, I think you've got a chance to really. Rack up some numbers in that defensive front. It could be fun. So I want to bring Mitch in. Mitch is here for the very first time. Mitch is doing his first ever Jethro's Barbecue Sound. Hello. Off. Not Hello, only Mitch. is Mitch doing his very first ever Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off, yeah. which is insane. We've taken 25 calls, something like that yeah. tonight. I'm getting and a side tutorial over here. <laughs> Mitch is also dealing with severe weather. Yeah, and because, as, as WHO, and you all know yes. this, you're the station that people turn to if severe weather breaks out. And the adage has been for years, severe weather breaks out, we break in. That's right. Now, if you don't know how to do in a thunderstorm by now, that's your own fault. But we understand it, right? Yeah, and just because it's not, you know, (laughs) happening here, we are on a 50,000 watt. And I can't believe you didn't take the time to challenge Burnside on that. Yeah, you're not on a 100,000 watt. You're on a 500,000 watt station. Clear channel, by the way. Yeah. Or 50,000 watts, yeah. not 500,000. We'll do, you know what? We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's close enough. See, now <laughs> he's got to take a phone call because people are calling, because he's got to do the weather, right? So they're, they're calling him left and right to yeah. say, hey, do the weather. But well, I wanted I mean, to ask him about the phone call that he got earlier. Uh, are we, now, what's your phone going off for? Yours is too. It is? That's all right. <laughs> so, oh, people are waving. Who is that? Do you know? I don't even know who that is. Uh, well, I was going to have this conversation with Mitch because he got a phone call earlier. They called us a, a gimmicky sports show. A guy called in about about an hour ago now, about eight thirty, and he was upset at this uh, gimmicky radio show. That Come he was back hearing. on here. So, so, what was hello. the fo- what was the phone call you got? Which one? The, 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 the gimmicky, gimmicky sports show. Oh yeah, just a caller that asked uh, when this gimmicky sports uh, or football show was ending. Gimmicky football show. Gimmicky football show is the phrasing. And I are said, we gimmicky? So hold on. We'll get I that. thought it was interesting too. The phrasing it sounded so, like there was some some ill will intent behind those words too. Mitch, did you tell the guy when? Because he's probably locked into WHO. Well, now he's not. He probably is. <laughs> did you tell the guy how long he's going to have to listen to not hear football? Well, yeah, because I I said the show ends at ten, and he said, "Oh goodness sake!" And then I said, "Well, you're probably not going to be thrilled about this then either, because at ten p.m. we start playing a replay of the Iowa game." <laughs> And so, he, uh, yeah, I think he... Uh, he wanted to hear, what, reruns of Hannity? That's what would have been playing at the now, time. You guys played. are selling... The, come on now. At midnight, normally, we would throw things over George to coast to coast. Yes. And tonight, George this poor Nori. guy, this this listener, I feel sorry for the guy. But he are wanted we giving, to hear about, did we find Sasquatch? He's going to miss out on Danny... UFOs. He's going to miss out on Donnie Arcade tonight. Do you know who Donnie Arcade is, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Arcade is a ufologist. Is, is he the pinball wizard? No, he's oh. a ufologist and a rapper. Really? Yeah, rapper, multi talented, self proclaimed ufologist, which, which is, is a, a UFO um, ologist. Uh, I yeah. just said that too. That's what they talk about on Coast to Coast, man. It gets wild. His music speaks of ancient history and futuristic themes. You can also catch the Art Bell somewhere in time when he's talking to Colin Keller. Oh, this is your yeah dynamic stuff. I can see why the guy's upset. Football, unfortunately. It's your football gimmicky show, I mean. Football, unfortunately, till 2 a.m. Yeah, it, it, you know, it Not is that. what it is. And my, and my Twitter feed's blowing up now because um, there's lots of other football games going on. Um, as you know, my son attends the University of Kansas. Yeah, okay. And they were getting beat by Nichols earlier. So people are like, Trav, Nichols is beating Kansas. <laughs> and for the record, my son wanted to attend the University of Iowa in the worst way. But he couldn't get... You know, the University of Kansas offers 
uh, a better tuition deal for kids out of state. Iowa doesn't do that. He was hurt. He wanted to be a hawk, but he wears his Hawkeye gear down at Lawrence. Good for him. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's but all that matters. right now. Kansas leading Nichols twenty to seventeen. We've been we've had Notre Dame, Michigan on uh, quite a yeah. bit as the day has moved along here. Right now, Notre Dame in control of that game with about ten minutes to play. Twenty four to ten is the score there. Uh, other scores from around the Big Ten: uh, Indiana with eighteen seconds to go leads Florida International thirty eight twenty eight. Nebraska and Akron in a weather delay. Uh, they're getting weather delays in Lincoln, weather delays in Ames. Of course, we're under a flash flood warning here. Ohio State beats Oregon State 77-31. Ross, you brought up a good point. You think Ohio State, and I agree 100%, is going to play with a chip on its shoulder all season long. Yeah. I, when the Urban Meyer scandal went down and, and shook out, I came back and said, I'm more convinced that this team will not only be a playoff team, I think I'd put them as my national title favorites. They've got something to play for. This is a rallying cry. Whatever cliche you want to use, they've circled the wagons. This team has something to play for right out of the gate, and that's really scary when you've got a team as talented as Ohio State, coached by a guy like Urban Meyer. Remember, starting tomorrow, he gets to be a part of the team again. Yeah, He doesn't get to be on the sideline next Saturday or the Saturday against TCU, but he's going to be in every day of practice from here until the end of the season. Ohio State is rolling. In overtime, Penn State needs uh, a late touchdown in the extra stanza to beat Appalachian State 45-38. Maryland upsets number 23 Texas 34-29. Illinois gets a win over Kent State 31-24. Uh, Rutgers beat uh, Texas State 35-7. A game you heard right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. We've been talking about it for over two hours. Iowa over Northern Illinois 33-7. Minnesota earlier in the week got a win over New Mexico State 48-10. Uh, Purdue... Lost to Northwestern 31-27. Last night, Wisconsin beat Western Kentucky 34-3. And Michigan State had to rally struggled. to beat Utah State. Struggled with Utah 38, State. 31 When we come back, well, Mitch is going to have a very important weather update for us when we come back. But also when we come back, uh, I'm going to ask a question that may offend somebody. And it has to do with Kirk Ferentz and Hayden Fry. It's next on the Jeff Throws Barbecue Sound Off. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. Time running out in the first half. Hawks send a delayed blitz. Now Childers covered up, rolls to his right, throws over the middle, picked off. Intercepted at the 10-yard line. And backing up is Amani Hooker. He's tackled inside the 5. The Hawks turn away. Northern Illinois with a big turnover. Amani Hooker. Good INT by the Hawkeyes. That came at a crucial time, Ross. Yeah, that was a big one, absolutely. That one came end of the first quarter, right? We're yeah. still sitting at 3 to, or it was still scoreless. Northern Illinois looks Knock like they're going the to, to punch it in first. Man, that was a different season, wasn't it? It, it, it really <laughs> seemed like that. Ago. I mean, you, you go back to that moment in time, if you weren't a Hawkeye fan going, oh, man, what have I got myself into? So I'm going to ask you a question, because Kirk Ferentz today became the all-time winningest coach in Iowa history, 144 wins, passing Hayden Fry. I'm going to say something that may, or ask a question that may offend Kirk Ferentz. It may offend many Hawkeye fans out there. It's not derogatory by any means because okay. you know what you, it is. You made me nervous, you, but you know what I'm, I yeah. asked you this earlier in the, in the show, off the air. When it's all said and done, when Kirk Ferentz is retired in five, six, seven years, 
is this is Hawkeye football known for Kirk Ferentz or Hayden Fry? And what I okay, just leave it leave it at that for a minute. Okay, okay? I think it's still Hayden Fry, and I and I think that. But when it's all said and done, you're saying right now, and I agree with you. When it's all said and done, when people go Hawkeye football, are they going to say Hayden Fry or are they going to say Kirk Ferentz? And I believe as history starts to play itself out, it's Kirk Ferentz. You're going to have a, you're going to be what you're talking about a guy. If you're talking about the next four or five years, he'll be fourth in the Big Ten. Yes, fourth in the Big Ten. Yes. in total wins behind Hall of Fame coaches Woody Hayes, uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg, and Bo Schembechler. But I don't know. I think Travis that history will still, you know, the 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 Tiger Hawk will always be tied to Hayden. Fry. It will be Kirk Ferentz in a way will always be tied back to Hayden Fry. I understand. So that. I I think that history will always even. I mean, unless Kirk Ferentz does something real truly dynamic. And by the I mean, way, like, this is a good conversation. To oh, have, great right? conversation! I, because yeah. it's not derogatory towards either one of them. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's why I think you may have used the wrong word. Der- okay, yeah, but that's okay. Well, I, it's a, but for some people, it's blasphemous to even consider that Hayden Fry would not be the godfather of Iowa. And football. Travis, this is why it's a great conversation. I guarantee you, we've got a guy listening to this show right now who's about twenty-eight or younger. Who's like, no, no, this is blasphemous because this is Coach Ferentz's program. Yeah. It's not Hayden Fry's program. And I don't look at all that history. I do t- attach all of this directly to Coach Ferentz. So it, my gut tells me that outside of maybe winning like a national title, I think that this, it's, it will just be most Hawkeye fans will go back to Hayden Fry for. For the next generation. So, so I, and this is where I'm going to take Kirk Ferentz's side on okay. this. And you could sell me on this, it, by the way. So it, it, it all depends on when he steps away and how, how he steps yeah. away. So yeah. if you the, the future Big Ten schedules came out earlier in the week. Did you look at the 2024 schedule? Yes. It is funny you say that, Travis. So, yes, I did. So 2024, I'm going to tell you right now, based on what the teams are playing right, 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 right now, there is no reason for Iowa to probably even lose a game in the West. Unless Nebraska is playing really well at that time, or, or Wisconsin, but the, based on today's talent and what we know right now, uh, in 2024, Iowa should have a really, really, really good season. Let's say 2024 is the last for Kirk Ferentz. You get 10 wins, 11 wins. You ride off into the sunset. If you leave the program better than what you found it and on solid footing, people will remember that and thank you for that. I don't mean to be disrespectful to Hayden Fry, but Hayden Fry did not leave the cupboard full for Kirk Ferentz by any stretch of the means in 1999. Matter of fact, they were bad for a couple of years because there was zero talent that was left for him to take over. This is what I challenge our, our audience on. We, need, we have to find another school that this has happened. Nebraska. Bob Devaney. Yeah, Bob. A, Bob Devaney built the program. But built the program. Remember that hand, Nebraska was horrible, horrible up until handed it off to Tom, Tom Osborne, Osborne, who struggled. And who, Tom Osborne became the. Nobody would say. No, nobody would say that. That's, now you'd still have some eighty-year-olds and some blue hairs to say yeah. oh, it's Bob Devaney, but the majority of people today would tell you that Nebraska was is Tom Osborne. Yes, Devaney built it, but nobody made it bigger than what than what Tom Osborne did. Now, three national championships helps, but Hayden Fry made. Here's a better question for you: Hayden Fry made Iowa football popular in a brand, 
But is real? Did he have it any bigger or better than Kirk Ferentz? And I don't think he has. I think Kirk Ferentz has had better teams and he's had better success than what Hayden Fry did. And it's you not know, disrespectful. Dude, and you know what might actually affect this? When Hayden Fry passes away. I mean, re- yeah. legitimately, if yeah. Hayden Fry has passed away in the next five years and, and Ferentz has, well, what, we, we know he's taken him over yeah. as the winningest coach. He's moved himself past Joe Paterno. He's done. I mean, and honestly, you, you, you said 2024. Travis, between now and 2024, a lot could happen. You might be talking about a few more, yeah. you know, uh, 11 and 1. You might be talking year, about a big we're talking Absolutely. 10 wins this year. You, you could be talking about a few more 10 win seasons, really special bowl appearances, those lifetime memories locked into Iowa fans. Oh, how we've changed because four years ago, you and I were on this show calling for the guy to get fired. Yeah. Frank in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Good evening. Hey, what's up? Hey, listen, listen uh, the, you have to get your ducks in a row. Uh, before Hayden Fry, we had 20 years of losing football. And, you know, the, you could just count on Purdue beating our butt every single yeah, year. Frank, Frank, that's something that, 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 was the Frank that was something that Travis was kind of alluding to, that, that's, that, that, that Hayden Fry built it from that, Hayden, that he was pointing that out. Zero, from ground zero, uh, it, was, it was well known, even the, the Jim Zobel, uh, couldn't be convinced that we could win a game. Uh, Hayden Fry changed all that in that he brought his form of football to Iowa, which was, yes, good linemen on both sides, but, but uh, an offense that was unpredictable. So, Frank, let's, let's, cut, let's cut to the chase here for a couple things. You think, Frank, in your mind, it'll always be Hayden Fry's program. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to argue no, with I'm you. Not thinking that, I'm not saying that. I'm up to date with Kurt Ferentz. I really appreciate Kurt Ferentz. But you have to realize that it's not just Hayden Fry. How many? No, but Frank, hold on. You're moving. You're moving the conversation here, buddy. Let, let's oh, focus right, just right, a little bit. Right. It, it, let's just say it ends today. Who who will be remembered if if somebody grabs you and says, "Oh, you're an Iowa Hawkeye football fan"? Who's the face of Iowa Hawkeye football? What's your answer, Frank? Well, for you younger guys, just no, 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 Frank. What, I, I got another. I got another Parents. question for you. Who, what's your Fry, answer, Frank? Hayden Fry trained more head coaches than anybody I can think of. That's right. So, Frank, and I, I want to ask you another question because I think this is a part of the answers here. Can I ask you how old you are? 69. All right. That, I think yep. that, that's a part of it. And, again, no, no arguments here, Frank. I just want to put that data on the wall right now. Frank, who makes a very strong case that it's Hayden Fry. Because of the foundation. And, and, and yeah, lays out a couple different reasons Did you understand what I did with the, with the Nebraska situation? 100%. And I think but, that's why I asked Frank his age. And, and both those guys won national titles. Devaney won two. Osborne won three. But where Osborne comes in, and I'm only using this as comparison because you had a legend replace a legend, right? But when the 95 Nebraska team is considered the best in college football history, that changes the game a little Very bit. Very good point. Yeah. By the way, canceled up in Ames. Wow. Let's go. Wait, to- I have a question. What happens to all those players that were suspended? <laughs> John in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi. Uh, I just want to make a comment about uh, the choice between Fry uh, or Ferret. It, it's kind of like this. Um, when you watch The Godfather, you think of... Uh, um, uh, Marlon Brando as being the uh, being the uh, Godfather figure. Yeah, but it's but, Michael, right? It's, I mean, it's Michael. It's I see what he's doing Michael. here, right? So, so the thing is, is that 
Brian's yeah. going to be our godfather the whole time, but the story is always going to be about Ferrance. He's going to be he's going to be the person that we're always. Ferrance is go the to. De Niro. Ferrance that's, and, that's really and clear good. it all up. So, so that's what my thing is. Is that I'm a huge fan of the both Pacino. Get it right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <I'll... laughs> that's but, John. That's that is a great analogy. That's really good, John. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing how everything can come back to the Godfather. It really is. Brando's the Godfather, but the story, the leader of the family, really is Michael. De Niro played young Brando. Young, young Brando. Yeah, yes. yeah I just screwed yeah. that up. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. It's okay. Mark and Johnston, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. What's up? Hey, guys. Travis, I'm not sure I heard you right and I understood the point you were making, so I'm going to ask. Uh, in terms of who is more successful, Ferrance versus Fry, I'm not sure. I'd probably say Kirk. But were you suggesting that because Hayden Fry left the the, the cupboard bare, that Kirk did a had a bigger job to reach? No, 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 no. What okay. I what I tried to say was just how it, that affects it, their if, their if, legacy. If Kirk hands over to Brian, because we're all assuming that, right? If Kirk yeah. hands over to Brian a ten win team and he's got talent to win nine or ten the next de- year. That you're going to remember him a lot better, right? Then we all remember Hayden, but we also remember, boy, you there, left it pretty crappy. There is that one dark spot on the resume? I would say that, right, Mark? There is that you, one you dark spot a, with Hayden. You mean the three and eight finish? Is that what you're that talking about? That and a one and ten year the next? Yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I I know, but that pales in comparison to the basket case Hayden took over. Yeah, I mean, no, we, we're not saying we're not saying that he all, didn't build all the he's foundation. Saying, all, I, and I want to try to clarify this. I think all Travis is trying to say, Mark, is as we're talking about legacy and what you're remembered for, how you leave the program is a part of that legacy. It's not the determining factor. Again, Hayden Fry took over chicken scraps. Yeah, and he turned yeah. it into chicken salad. Right. Yeah. Right. And then at the end of that. You could say Kirk Ferentz kind of took over chicken scraps again. And then not 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 at the level, not in the dumps the way that Hayden Fry right. did, but he didn't right. take over a winning team but, and he's and, and if he's able to hand that off, I do think but, it removes that black but spot. But Mark, let me tell you something. And whether we agree or disagree, it's pretty special to have this conversation because not too many colleges get to have this conversation. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't no. happen. I was asked recently by someone who didn't know a whole lot about college football, does Iowa have a stable coaching uh, situation? (laughs) And I I said, we are the poster child. And we're we're the hip. I mean, Ross and I, we're kind of hypocrites, right? I mean, we... Couple years ago, we were hard on him. I, I don't remember. But rightfully ever so, they were fire. bad. Yeah. They, it was just there is a Kirk 2.0, right? Absolutely. Yes. We were, I think it's 3.0, and we've yeah. been on the air for that. Mark, yes. I always love hearing from you, man. Thanks, you always buddy. you always bring good stuff to the table. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Take care. You bet, buddy. Let's go to Dan and Oscaloosa. Oh, What's up, Dan? Hold on one second. Here we'll do that. There oh, we go. Sorry. What's up, Dan? How are you, buddy? Good evening, gentlemen. Fine show. Enjoyed listening. Thank you. Uh, I I think that if Kirk goes another let's say four or five years and continues to win seven to 10 ball games a year, he will be thought of, you know, in higher esteem, if, if I can use that term, uh, than, uh, than Hayden and Hayden, you know, was tremendous for the program. There's no doubt about it. And also I would like to ask you if you would be so kind, could you give us the UNI 
and Drake scores, and possibly the Kansas, the two Kansas team scores. I can give you the Kansas right now. Kansas uh, leading Nickel State 23-20 in overtime. Kansas State with 24 seconds to go in the fourth. Leads South Dakota 27-24. And I'll have the Drake and you and I score. How about score? this? Drake is delayed also. With William Jewell College, they're up 7 nothing in the first quarter, but that game has been delayed. And then, hold on, hold on, and ooh, Montana shutting out Northern Iowa at halftime, 26 nothing. Ooh, not good. Not good. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you this for, is a, for your time. Thanks, yep. Dan. Appreciate it. This is a great topic. Well, maybe I should have brought it up sooner. No, no, no. It's a perfect third yeah. hour. We want to get to callers yeah. and all that. And Dusty writes in, he says, man, this is a good one. <laughs> Hayden built the stage, but Kirk brings the spotlight to it. He's the GOAT at he was, Iowa, in my opinion. Hayden was the opening act. Yeah, it's a, yeah. He says it's a different day and much tougher. Yeah, He's a feature act, Kurt, and Kurt's the, the headliner. 284-1040. Uh, we come back. I have a feeling that Mitch will have another weather update for you, and we'll wrap up the first Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off 2018 on News Radio 1040 WHO. Turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. Back to pass his shoulders. Iowa's on him again. He runs, he gets out of that sack attempt. Now he goes down back inside the 10 at the 9, and the Hawkeye front has completely taken over this yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, they, they got like two sacks right in a row. I mean, they just started to dominate Northern Illinois. It was the second half is the football we expected Iowa to play yep, today. Beat them up, and then they did show a graphic on uh, on the BTN broadcast about Northern Illinois last year was a really bad second half team. Yeah. They were outscored three points. They had a winning record last year. They were outscored in the third quarter by three points, and we all know that's not the case with the Hawkeyes. They do seem to kind of be a second half team. They hit their stride in that second half, and they pushed them around, especially late in that third quarter and the fourth quarter. You've got both sides of that ball in the trenches just dominating that game. So we are now gearing up for Cyhawk Week, and I wish we could give you an update on the Iowa State game. They were up 7 nothing when the game went to a rain delay, and now, Ross, it has been postponed or canceled. I don't know, Travis, I, and I'm trying to find, I'm looking on Twitter, I'm trying to find as much as I can about what this means. We might have to sleep on this tonight and find out more information tomorrow. I mean, there's serious questions here about, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, I'm not just being the Hawkeye fan that wants to rub salt in the eye. The Hawkeyes had a bunch of suspensions today also. They had seven guys that were suspended, I think six or seven. What happens with those? Is, you, is this considered a served suspension? It shouldn't be. I mean, you had a guy that had an OWI. You had, I think maybe you had a guy that was pulled over with a suspended license. We had today, we found out Julian Goodjones was suspended for team rules violations. By the way, it says canceled on ESPN. So if you're canceled... Games not being replayed. No. And how does that affect Iowa State later in the year? Bowl time. All sorts of things coming up. I didn't even thought about that one, Travis. Because, listen, I've said this before. Iowa State, I think, is going to be a better team than it was last year, but may have a worse record. I, and I completely agree with you. Even the guys that follow this team yeah. very closely have said that. This is a day. Now, you haven't played enough to call it a full game. It's been canceled, so now you're down to 11 regular season games. Man, tough. That is very tough. 
I hadn't even thought so about we, the bowl implications. Of so the we we have Cyhawk week coming up. We know that Iowa has a win. Iowa State they've gotten fired up. They had a good offensive drive, but we're really not going to know much about Iowa State. We don't know. We we can't give you an honest to goodness. Travis, we literally saw like three snaps yes. of that defensive front. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now it's going to be a fun week because our good friends over at WHO TV are going to be doing RV TV all week long. Keith Murphy and Andy Fails do such a wonderful job with that. Uh, John Sears is on that. Scott, Scott Sipker, I Michael know, Admire, Michael yeah, Admire. They I mean, you, they do a great job. They're going to start, I believe, in diagonal, work their way around. Uh, Ross, you're going to be there a, a couple days, maybe yeah. four or five We're days. We're going to be in Norwalk Tuesday night. We're going to be in Knoxville Wednesday. I think it's Albia on Thursday. That's what Chris and I are going to be with RVTV those three nights. So the game kicks off at 4 o'clock next Saturday. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have the pregame show starting at 2 o'clock right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. The game kicks off at 4, and then we go on the air probably 9... 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. We're going to politic here for a three-hour show. I, I mean, I, there's no reason that we shouldn't do a three-hour show next week. I mean, what else are they going to wear? Hawkeye football right afterwards, right? So gonna ha- We're going to have people locked on I-80. Yes. Absolutely. And, yeah. and win or lose, it's the time to... To toot your horn or lick your wounds. It will be a dynamic sound off. Yes. I mean, this game could be 45 to nothing either yeah. way. It's going to be a fun show next week. Guaranteed. So, Mitch, thanks so much for your great hard work. Great job tonight. You, you did a great, great job, job for your first time out of the gate. Uh, way to deal with that weather. We're safer because of you, buddy. Ross? Love you, man. This is so much fun. Great way to start the season. Can't wait for next Saturday. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Remember, it's Cyhawk Week. Iowa, Iowa State. And now the Hawks are led by the all-time winningest coach, in school history. For Ross Peterson, I'm Travis Justice. Go Hawks. We'll talk to you next week.